So if you have your Bible, open your Bible, uh, Genesis chapter 12, and we're going to look at 12 verses 1 uh, to verse 3. Look what it says here. It says in uh, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your, your, your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the ones who curse you, and the ones who curse you, I will curse. And in you, all of the families of the earth will be blessed. I want to talk about this morning trusting God when it doesn't make sense. Let go and let God. Amen. Even when life seems to be going the way, going our way, and our daily path seems pleasant and smooth, we do not know what the future may hold. One person, one, someone describes life, a writer describes life is like having a thick curtain hanging across the path. And we can only advance one step at a time because the curtain is blocking our view. No one can tell what is beyond that curtain. None of us can tell the events of a single day. Many of us, amen, we live our lives not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. It's truly amazing because you can wake up one day in perfect health. I've seen that happen this week. You can wake up in perfect health and then two days later, amen, you find yourself in a hospital bed. No one really knows what the future holds. And sometimes that receding curtain reveals events like we expect them. And sometimes they don't. And when events don't turn out the way we expected them, our hearts are filled with anxiety, frustration, amen, heartaches, and grief. When it comes down to trusting God, saints, it's something that you and I, amen, must understand that it's not something that you have to force upon yourself. It's something that has to become part of you. It's something that you have to settle in with in your Christian life. You see, when we fail to trust God, saints, we doubt his sovereignty and we question his goodness. I'm going to say it one more time. When we fail to trust God, amen, we doubt his sovereignty and we question his goodness. If I ask you this morning, has God been good to you? I know somebody can testify this morning and say, God has been good to me. In spite of all that I've been through, in spite of my ups, in spite of my downs, in spite of my in-betweens, God has been good to me. But it's amazing that, amen, there are times in this journey 
where we fail to trust God and we start doubting and we start wavering in our faith and in our trust in him. You know, God views our mistrust, amen, uh, our distrust of him seriously. Can you imagine the same God that woke you up this morning? It's the same God that at times we cannot trust. Listen, the same God that breathed the breath of life into you is the same God, amen, that we doubt that he's even going to show up in my situation. The question I have for you this morning is, what will it take for you to totally trust him? Today, we're going to look at the Abram's first attempt, amen, at trusting God. We found out last week that, first of all, Abram is following his dad, Terah. They end up in a place where they were not supposed to be. Here they are in Terah and in Haran, and they're living in Haran now 25 years. They had settled in. I'm going somewhere. You see, oftentimes when life is at a high, and watch this, and you may be in the wrong place, Amen. You may think that it's God blessing you, but if you're not in the right place where you're supposed to be, amen, the question is who's really blessing you? I wish I had somebody. And here we find that they're living and, and Abram had settled in and he had become wealthy. He had become uh, comfortable. Amen. He was trusting in his ability. And oftentimes we equate, amen, uh, we equate blessings and, or success, if you would, amen, as, as, as a, uh, a barometer or how we measure that God is blessing us. But success is not really a good measuring tool. I believe that trials, come on somebody, is a great way amen, of testing you to see whether or not you truly trust God, amen, or you're just following God for the benefits. I'm going somewhere. You see, Abram here now, he's, he's settled into Haran, and, and I told you that his wife was barren, and here he is, he's middle-aged. He had spent 25 years God had appeared to him in Mesopotamia, in, in Ur, that's what they called it before. God had appeared to him and told him, Abram, leave here and go to Canaan. But Abram made a decision like most of us make decisions. Sometimes we make decisions to follow our own path. And here's the thing, if God has a use for you, come on somebody, I'm going to say this, if God has a plan, a, a greater plan, a eternal plan, a kingdom plan. Don't, it doesn't matter how far you run. Come on, Jonah. Amen. We find the reluctant uh, missionary where God called him to go one direction and he paid his fare to go into a different direction. Oftentimes, trusting God, we want, you know, we want some tangibles, we want some sureties. We want to have a sure thing before we trust God. But saints, I want to tell you this morning, if you're going to trust God, you've got to do it by faith. I told you last week that there are some things that causes us to settle 
Amen. And don't trust God. What was the first thing I told you? Last week I told you a lack of knowledge of God causes us, hallelujah, to settle. And I want to tell you, you got to wait on God. Listen, he may not come when you want him, but you got to believe that he's going to show up right on time. I'm talking to somebody here. I told you that not only is there a lack of patience, but there's a lack of vision. And when we lack vision, amen, we lack the ability to trust God because we're not seeing life as God sees it for us. Abram had no choice. Or did he have a choice? He followed his dad. He settled into Haran. He lost vision, but here's the next thing they did. They had a lack of faith. And saints, I want to tell you something. Sometimes your faith will be tested, but you got to believe what James chapter 1 says. James chapter 1 says, knowing this. The word know in the Greek, the word there is gnosis. And I'm not just talking about knowledge, head knowledge, but what we really need is epinosis. And the word epinosis means that it's, it's metabolized doctrine in the heart where you have read God's word and you have acted upon his word and you have seen time and time again that when you did it God's way, come on somebody, that it turned out the best way. You see, oftentimes, because we have no faith, we have faith in our jobs. Come on, somebody. We have faith in our ability. We have faith in our husband, our wife. We have faith in our children. But we got to have faith in God if we're going to go past where we are and not settle. Abram has settled down. And I told you the next thing is a low view of God. So what happened to Abram, who was supposed to be, the, who is going to be the father of faith, our father of faith had settled into pagan worship. They were worshiping the moon god. They had gotten comfortable with horoscopes. They had gotten involved in pagan worship. And what we find here is that they had gotten a low view of God. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. When you get a low view of God, amen, you will not be able to trust him. Last thing I told you, when you settle down, because if you look at chapter 11, verse 32, look what it says. It says, the days of Terah were 200 and what? Five years. And look what happened to Terah. Terah died where? In Haran. Terah was supposed to go to Canaan. Can I ask you a question? Are you heading in the right direction? Are you settled in the wrong place? And will you die without fulfilling your purpose? Because that's the last thing I told you last week. That if you settle, you have a what? A lack of purpose. Then it's time for you to stop settling in the wrong places. Don't settle just because. And I believe that that's settling when my English teacher in high school said, you're not college material. Don't you go to college. And you know what I did? I settled. She said, go get a job somewhere and build your life like that. And you know, that's exactly what I did. 
But I settled because I didn't know the Lord. But listen, I know the Lord and I've completed college, come on somebody, with a doctoral degree. I don't think you're hearing me. And what the devil said I couldn't do, God said it's already done. But what we're not going to do, saints, if we're going to trust God, we can't settle. And look what he says here. He says here in verse chapter 12, verse 1, and look what he says. Now the Lord, notice this. I, wanna, I have a few observations here. Notice this. For 25 years, right, Abram lived in, in, in Haran, and he didn't hear the voice of God. I don't think you're hearing me. See, when we're out of the geographical will of God, amen, <laughs> you can't hear from God. And here's the thing, God is not silent, he's working. But here's the thing, you and I will not be sensitive to his voice. So the first thing I want to give you, here's the thing, if you're going to trust God, amen, when it doesn't make sense, and if you're going to let go and let God, the first thing you must do today, first thing you got to do, you must hear God's voice. You see, in the, in the midst of living in this pagan place, with all of the noise, come on somebody, with all of the uh, distractions, listen, I want to tell you something. Abram is credited as the father of faith, but yet his beginning was a little shady. And here he is in a place where he was not supposed to be, but it wasn't until his dad died. Oh, I, got some, I, I, got, I got something for you. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 said, it was in the year, come on somebody, that King Uzziah died. That's when... I saw the Lord. Let, let me give you a contrast here. You see, oftentimes we fail to trust God because we have our trust in man. And sometimes God has to remove. Come on, somebody. He has to remove some people out of your life. He has to take some things out of your life so that you can what? Hear his voice. See, the Bible says it was in the year that King Uzziah died. And when Uzziah, watch this, the king, the people had so much confidence, right? Watch this. They were so confident in the king that they had stopped trusting God. And they looked to the king for their protection. They looked to the king for their provision. They looked to the king, amen, for their daily needs. And I believe that Abram did the same thing. You see, when you settle, watch this, and you have accumulated, his father became wealthy in Haran. See, he, listen, he, he lived, watch this, the cards that were dealt to him wasn't no bad hand. Wasn't no bad hand at all. As a matter of fact, Haran was one of the best things that ever happened to him because where he was, amen, in, in, in Ur and when he, where he was in Haran, two different locations, but they prospered more in Haran than they did in Ur. And watch this, but here's the thing. You can prosper without hearing the voice of God. 
You can think that you're prospering and you haven't heard God's still small voice saying, come here, child, I need you to do this for me. Come here, child, surrender your will to me. Can you imagine that he had everything his heart's desire. Watch this. He, like most of us, had accepted those cards that was dealt to him, and he thought that this was life as usual. Listen, we equate success with a life that says, I'm trusting God. But listen, be like Job for a minute. Come on, somebody. In a 24-hour period, he lost everything. And you know what he said in the end? He says, naked I came in. And naked I go out. He says, the Lord giveth and the Lord, what? Take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to talk to somebody here this morning. I want to tell you, you got to listen for the voice of God. You know when you're trusting God, when you have nobody to run to but God. And thank God that the Bible says it was after Haran died, it says, now the Lord Come on, somebody, said to Abram, the one thing we know that here is a pagan who now had the ability to hear God's voice. Do I have anybody? Can I ask you a question? Is God speaking to you? And here's the thing. He speaks in a still, small voice. So if you're going to trust God, you have to have the ability. You must hear his voice. Look what it says next. He says, now, 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 now the Lord said to Abram, now the Lord said to Abram. Look what he said. He says, go forth. My gosh. Go forth from where? Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house. Now watch this. Culturally, Abram was the oldest. So he had the responsibility of carrying out the father's name. But it's interesting to me that God says, I'm not worried about your culture. I have a bigger plan for you. Saints, I want to tell you something. You may have settled you may have been in the wrong place, but God wants to speak to you. God wants you to know that in spite of how it looks, I still have a plan for you. Listen, the one thing I love about God is that he does not give up. Yeah, hallelujah, on us. Even though we may turn our backs at times, even though we may settle at times, even though we may fail not to trust him, the God we serve is a God who can pick you up and use you again. The Bible says that God spoke to Abram and he told him, hey, bro, you got to leave some stuff behind. So the next thing you got to do if you're going to trust God, you ready for this? Not only must you what? Hear his voice. You must what? Heed what? You know what the problem is with us? We don't want to let go of our stuff. I'm going to say it one more time. We do not want to let go of our stuff because our stuff gives, makes us feel significant. Oh, I wish I had somebody. 
We must heed his instructions. What is God telling him to do? Watch this. God is telling Abram, watch this, strip yourself of your stuff. Watch this. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you're going to trust God, you have to leave the familiar behind. Give God a praise. You got to leave what behind? La familia. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he said, leave your la familia behind. What else he said? Leave your, leave your what? Your house. What else he said? Your country, your relatives, and your father's house. If you're going to trust God, you got to leave all that stuff behind and just walk. It's unfamiliar territory. But pastor, what about my stuff? Don't worry about your stuff. Let me tell you what happened to me. When I got saved, we had a store on Post Oak. We had computers. We had pages and stuff. Pages, that's a long time ago, right? <laughs> cell phone. We had a cell phone store. And when I lost my mind, you know what happened to me? I, I just walked in there. One day I closed the door, locked the door, and took the key, throw it inside the, the little, the little uh, mailbox thing, and I just walked, just walked away. You see, I, I didn't think about the consequences, but God took care of all that. Because, listen, everything, every obligation that I had to that, God fixed it. And I wasn't even saved. I don't think you're hearing me. What God was doing, he was calling me. He was calling me, saints. And some of us, God is calling you, but you still want to hold on to all the familiar things in your life. Family. Come on, somebody. Friends. Money, whatever it may be that's holding you back from totally trusting God, you got to get rid of some of that stuff. Are you with me? You see, God was telling him to trust him totally. The question today is, are you willing to give it up, give it all up for God? Are you willing to give it up? Are you willing to get out of the familiar? Watch this. Are you willing to go forth by faith and trust him completely. Heed his instructions. Are you with me? Look what he says next. He says, he says, now, he says, go forth from your country, from your what? You know, sometimes it's hard to leave family member behind, members behind, but sometimes they're the very ones that's holding you back. The unsaved one is what I'm talking about. Amen. The ones that's always leeching on. Latching on. Amen. And guess what? They don't even understand where you're going. They don't understand your purpose, and they don't understand. Well, that's so heartless. Well, talk about Jesus. Jesus said, listen, if you don't come here and sit at my feet and listen to me, you ain't my father, my brother, nor sister, nor anybody belonging to me. But what God was calling Abram to do, Abram had to get away from the distractions so that he can trust God. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being blessed. But see, here's the thing. 
Who would give the greater blessing? <laughs> Family or God? Watch this. Watch the text. The text says, leave all that stuff to a land. Watch this. Now, he says, which I will show you. Now, you know what that was? That's future tense. <laughs> so, in other words, God was telling Abram, here's a scenario. Hey, man, I need you to leave your family, your house, your relatives, and go somewhere, and when you, on your way there, I'll show it to you. Now, watch this. Here's a man who used to worship idols, and now he's hearing a divine voice. But the voice is telling him, the total, I, listen, I don't work hard for this stuff. Come on, somebody. As a matter of fact, I'm the second in line. I, my daddy worked for all this stuff. You mean, you're telling me I'm going to give this up to go to somewhere where I don't even know where we're going? I mean, seriously? Now, why was he credited as the father of faith? Right here. Right here, right here, because the scenario surrounding his, his trust, watch this, helps me to understand that it's possible. That, that Listen, listen, the stuff that I have, it doesn't define me, nor does it make me. And I find that people sometimes, we won't even trust God with the tithe. We can't even trust them with that because 10 is so big. Think about it for a minute. God wants $10 of $100. You get 90. I'm going to say it one more time. You get 90, he gets 10. Who gets the greater, who gets the greater portion? Huh? We do. It's a trust thing. And oftentimes we cannot trust God because we're too consumed with the things that we have. So what God needed to do with Abram is to get him to a place, watch this, where he had total reliance on him. Watch this, watch this. I see this in the New Testament. When Jesus sent his disciples out, you know what he told them? Take nothing for the journey. Take no, no, no money. He took, now, my thing is, hold on now. I, I got to at least take a pair of, pair of pants. He said, take no clothes. He said, take nothing for the journey. He says, and when you go to that house and they receive you, blessed is that house. See, I want to talk to somebody here today. I want to tell you that, listen, you got to do something radical this year. If you're going to trust God, you got to, listen, you got to go under that mattress. Amen. You got your stash? Come on, somebody. And you got to do something with it. You have to get to the place where you are in total trust. You're totally trusting God and no man or nobody else. Because you got to see that he's a God that can be trusted. That if you let go, and if you let God, so the next thing is not only must you heed his instruction, but the third thing is we must what? And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You hesitate. 
You come this close to your blessing, you turn around. You come right up to the point. You listen, you're this close to it. Now, I just, I just, I just started this thing uh, called Stash. I'm going to let you know how it works out for me. Uh, it's, it's about investing. And, 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 and I use this illustration because I, I just have a hard time working hard for my money, putting it somewhere, and then when I go look, it's down. <laughs> it's not what I put in. That's how investments work. But if you're going to invest, you have to invest for what? Long term. If you're going to invest your life with God, come on somebody. You're going to have some up days. The market's going to be up some days. Come on somebody. But guess what? Tomorrow, you can hit a low. But because you're in it for the long haul, come on somebody. Listen, and as you grow with God, and as you grow with God, you'll find out that everything is going to balance out because it's about trust. But what we do, we will miss. You know what? If I would have done that, now listen, I've been known about investments, you know, finance. I'm, you know, I, I got a piece of brain. <laughs> I've been knowing about this stuff for years since I was a teenager. If I would have listened to that guy that sat me down and talked to me, right, and he told me, man, if you just keep putting, putting, if you, if you just keep putting a little, just keep putting a little, just keep putting a little. Today, <laughs> amen, I would be better off. But you know what? I thank God that it's not too late. <laughs> amen. And, and here's the thing. It's not too late for us when it comes down to investing in God. Amen. To, to, to putting our trust in him. But somebody here, I want to tell you as I close, I want to say this to you. You have to stop hesitating. You have to stop hesitating. Turn to your neighbor and say, we got to stop that. We got to stop. We got to stop that. We, you, you see, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Let, let, me, let me tell you why. Why, why I say hesitate, right? God says, go to a land which I will what? Show you. Watch this. There wasn't nothing wrong with the land he was in. Everything was cool. <laughs> everything was cool. He had everything. He was well taken care of. And God says, leave. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. Watch this. You got to remember this, that we, be, we, we belong to God. And, and here's the thing. If you're in a place where you're, where, you, where you're not supposed to be, watch this. It doesn't matter how successful you become in that place. You and I will never be satisfied until we trust God and obey him. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You got one foot in this week. Amen. And then the next week, you step back. How long are you going to stay in Haran? How long are you going to settle 
for mediocrity? How long will you settle for just enough? How, how long will you settle, amen, for, for, watch this, for just making it one paycheck at a time? Come on, somebody. How long will you settle, come on, somebody, for just renting? Come on, somebody, when you can have a mortgage. Come on, somebody. How long will you settle when you can go back to school and do something greater with your life? How long will you stay in that place because, watch this, because all your needs are met? I want more than my needs to be met. I want to live on God's abundance, not my abundance. And when you're living on God's abundance, watch this, it never makes sense. That's why it requires faith. Saints were hesitating. But I got one more point. Look what the text says. Verse 2. That was just verse 1. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 and 3. Now I want to show you something that's really powerful in this passage. I want you to highlight this if you have a, if you have a Bible, right? Notice what God says in verse 2. And I will, underline that, make you a great nation. The next thing. And I will, underline that, bless you and make you great. And so you shall be what? A what? And I will what? Bless those who bless you and what? And the ones who curse you, I, come on somebody and say it, I will. I will what? I will curse them. And you will what? And, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Here's what I want to say to you today. You got to hold on to the I wills of God. In other words, the next thing you got to do, if you're going to let go and let God, you must hold on to his promises. God made a promise to Abram that he would be, come on somebody, a great nation. God said to Abraham, Abraham, I will, thank God for the I wills. Thank God that nobody can say, I put you in that position. Thank God that nobody can say, I bought you that car. Thank God that nobody can say, I got you that mortgage. Thank God that nobody can say, hallelujah, that you are where you are because of me. But I know someone, amen, who declares that he is the I will of all I wills. The text says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Come on, somebody. I will make your name great. I, you will be a blessing. Amen. I will bless those that bless you. You got to trust God, somebody. And the one who curses you, I will curse them. Abram had not just, watch this. A pro he had promises. Here's what God promised him. You ready? Land, seed, 
blessings. Are you with me? Abraham was blessed with what? Land, seed, blessing. The land is eternal. Come on, somebody. The seed is literal. We are part of that seed. And watch this. The blessing is unconditional. And as a child of God, you got to hold on to the eye wheels of God. You got to hold on to the promises. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you that God keeps his promises. I don't know about you, but I thank God that I've heard his voice. I thank God that I've heeded his instructions. I thank God that I did not hesitate, but I am going to hold on. I'm going to hold on to his promises because the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to say it one more time. The promises of Christ is yes and amen. Thank God that he told Abram that you're going to be a great nation. Thank God that those promises have been passed on to you and myself. Thank God that I know now that I can let go and let God. Thank God that I made up my mind that I'm going to trust God even when it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to give up my family. It doesn't make sense to leave my country. It doesn't make sense, hallelujah, to give up all this blessing. But if you're going to trust God, you got to give up some stuff so you can see the hands of God work in your life. Thank God for Jesus. You see, there's a story about a kite. The kite was flying and the kite began to talk to itself. The kite said, man, if only I could get rid of this string. Hallelujah. If the string wasn't holding me back, then I could fly. I could fly higher above the clouds. The cloud, I could fly so high, I could fly higher than I've ever flown before. If I could just get rid of this string, there would be nothing holding me back. I'm limited by this string. One day, the kite got its wish. The string broke and the kite came came crashing down. What the kite didn't realize is that the same string that kept it, hey, hallelujah, going up was the same string that would have kept it from going down. Cutting the string didn't make it freer. Cutting the string brought him to his demise. I wish I had somebody. Well, we, we will always head towards disaster when we cut the string of our dependence and our trust in God. I wish I had somebody. The same string that seems to be holding you back is the same string that's going to keep you flying. God wants us to trust him and let him hold the string. Staying connected to him keeps us from falling. And if you're going to let go and let God, you got to stay connected to the string. Hallelujah to his holy name. 
I find this man of faith intriguing to me. And as we journey, we'll see that just as much as he trusted God, he fell short later on. That's where we're going. Because I want you to see that we're all human. But today, I want to say to somebody, it's time for you to strip off some stuff. The familiar has you settled. God is saying today, you got to let go. You can't hesitate. You got to heed my instructions. God's instructions is clear. It's very clear. He says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I chose you that you may go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. That's instructions. That you go ye therefore, come on somebody, and make what? Disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, here's the thing. The problem in most people today, saints, is that they're all about themselves. That's the problem. It's all about me. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me.